Welcome, welcome. This is another episode of What the Flock uh, with your co-host Jordan McDonald and Brendan Plord. <laughs> welcome, buddy. How are you doing today? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. You finally uh, getting some Z's over there? Oh, you know, as much as you can. Uh, last night was a smaller struggle. You know, sleep regression is a thing. So, you know, <laughs> they get you all excited. They start to sleep longer and then they start to sleep less. So you're like... I am I am ready for the the longer stretches of sleep because every three hours is is a lot. I thought we were past that. Yeah, yeah. It it's not quite fair, right? You know, you think of dogs and they have a cycle of something like forty five minutes, even mm. even at night. Um, I, I mean, totally different. A dog is not a baby. <laughs> a baby is not a dog. Uh, but usually, right when the dog wakes up, it just readjusts. The baby, mm-hmm. the baby needs you to do something, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So definitely uh, ready for him to go back to sleeping for like four hours, five hours, and then get to the sweet spot of like six, seven hours. So well, you're on your way. I know. Slowly but surely. Yes. Today in today's podcast, our topics are um, we're planning on talking about talking about what the masses ruin Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe we'll continue discussing things that should be on the 40 list. Uh, of yes. top 40 things to do before you're 40 and we will not readdress fishing this time. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just let that one be in the annals of history. How about that? That works. Do well, do you, do you have something? Um, you know, when I think of things, the masses ruin, as we were discussing off air, it, it's essentially everything. I, I probably a more interesting <laughs> question is what do the masses like improve i'm I'm not sure but either way do you do you have an answer that comes to mind for one of those oh absolutely well you know being native to colorado ski season has significantly been ruined by more people being here coming here moving here um you know you used to be able to get up at like seven in the morning drive up by 70 hit traffic rarely make it to the resort by the time the lifts opened ski snowboard all day you know eat your lunch come back down you'd hit a little bit of traffic on the way back down but not terrible now oh you're not up by 4 a.m you're never making it right <laughs> the traffic has just gotten so bad and you know they've they've like tried to figure it out they're like oh we'll add one toll lane for you people on i-70 and you're like that is not enough <laughs> Yeah, one one toll lane. Yes. Well, and then, you know, I even heard that some of the resorts are going to limit how many tickets they're going to issue per day. So, like, there will only be a set amount. So, like, Hmm. that's a good idea. Except for now the tickets will be really expensive because there's, like, a lottery number of them. I was going to say, it seems on the face like a bad business practice. practice. Like, yes, it it seems... It seems altruistic, and I don't necessarily trust businesses when they claim to be do some, doing something good. In this case, uh, it it would seem like it's a good idea. Uh, the whatever, whichever company this is, they're like, "Hey, we understand. Too many people on the slopes. Nobody's having a good time. Everybody's waiting in line for the lift. You only get two runs. Whatever. We're improving this by." capping the number of people that can be on the slopes on a day to improve everybody's experience. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds great. Right. But to your point, uh, how, how could they possibly do this from a bit? How could they pitch this to the board or their investors? 
um, it, it has to be they increase the prices of <laughs> that's uh-huh. already expensive uh, passes or, or lift or tickets, you, I guess. Yeah, or you just basically give like priority to season ticket holders and then they just you know encourage everyone to buy season tickets in the hopes that they'll like never use it <laughs> so like because you know most I people buy like a, there. Yeah, yeah most people buy like a season pass and they're like oh you know the math works out to i only have to use it three times and i've True. paid for it and you're like yeah but that's three times you have to go you know you, you probably and for said most people this. was it was it the is it the daily lift ticket that's being artificially limited or is it the season pass that's being limited? I don't in know the specifics on if it's the pass or not, but I do know that I heard the mountains were like trying to figure out a way to cap how many people could be on it at a time. Because yeah, like, you know, nobody wants like 10 million people on the ski li- like resort at one time where you can't no. even move, you know? No, no. So plus, you know, the more people, the more risk of like people getting plowed into by rookie skiers who come from like, I don't know, somewhere Texas. where they don't have snow. Texas. Yeah. And you're like, thank you for breaking my hip because you don't know how to stop on a mountain. <laughs> yeah. No, no joke. Although it's kind of, it's an unwritten upsell for them, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody gets injured, they get to use their medical services, which are not cheap. Oh yes. I, I, I am very familiar with that because I broke my collarbone snowboarding when I was younger. So <laughs> on, on the ski resort, I was going to say, you never seemed quite right um, from, <laughs> from a symmetrical perspective it's, with your shoulders. It's, always, it's the twitch every so often, it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, thinking of something else that the masses just absolutely ruin, I'm going to go with, let's just say, a national park, maybe mm, Yosemite. Um, hanging Lake. Yeah, yeah, they they literally closed it that hanging lake because you can't get to it. What were you gonna say? Sorry. No, they they literally shut it down. Do you remember that they closed Within it to the, the public because yeah, because there was too many people littering all over the place, and you're like, R- really littering? Come on, littering and <laughs> nice so, smoking the reefer. Yeah. So you know, there's we don't condone that. Th- no, and then there's there's too many people going there. So like the, the paths are getting, you know, like washed out or people are wandering off trail. So then they're like, you know, hurting the local ecosystem. And yeah, yeah. Like just the trash, I think was the big thing that they were like, no, if you guys can't treat like our natural parks with respect, we're not going to let you go, you know? So the unfortunate thing. Yeah. It's, it's the masses, right? It only takes a handful of bad actors to ruin it for everybody. Mm-hmm. And if, I mean, you should know if you're going to go camping uh, so many times, it's the number one thing on the list. Whatever you pack in, you pack out, right? Like, yep. Don't, don't just abandon your trash. and <laughs> That and Smokey the Bear don't start forest fires. And every year we seem to deal with that too. So it's like, man, you guys like. Come on. Yeah. You're like. Colorado's like number one selling point for most people is like the mountains are so beautiful and you can go hiking and it's like not if you litter all over the place and burn the forest to the ground so (laughs) I mean it's easy to complain but what's the solution like for this particular example how do we 
it's not like you can just put trash cans everywhere because then somebody would have to go and empty them. And even then like that, that takes mm-hmm. away from a, the beauty of nature and there shouldn't be just like a trash can right next to the hanging lake. Who's going to pay to have that trash can service. It's not like you can just drop a drone in there. Yeah. Um, and well, even like, then people are still going to, going to act poorly. Yeah. Um, in most cases. It's, yeah. How do you, I, how do you find, I, mean, I don't know. Already fines, but. Yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe it's like, you know, you you make it more like uh, like when you go to like Chatfield, right? Or like, I don't know. I haven't been to very many like national parks. I don't know if they're all the same or what, but, you know, I would think like you, you have to like check in at like a gate somewhere and that's like your way into the park. Um, and then basically they're like, oh, we're at capacity for the day. Sorry, you know. And you just kind of do what the mountains are doing, you know, they're trying to limit the number of people because ultimately that's what it's coming down to is too many people like at one time or over like too short of a period of time. And, and yeah, you know, it's not, it's not everybody that's ruining it. It's just the, it's the few that ruin it for the many. Yeah. Hmm. But I, I don't know. That's probably a very tricky solution that parks and wildlife are trying to figure out yeah like with the rocky mountain national park there's a gate and you mm. have to pay to get in but it is not a viable solution for most outdoor areas you can't just put a fence a huge wall around each outdoor area (laughs) with you know some attendant right yeah it's not it's just not going to happen even if there was an unlimited amount of money like it it's it's yeah yeah Yeah, it's on it's not feasible yeah yeah Wish it, I wish it were. I wish it yeah. Were. Speaking of other things, concerts. Mm. Since when did <laughs> concerts become a business of like, I want to buy as many tickets as possible and then resell them for like six times the price? You know, like, Avs just won the Stanley Cup. Blink-182 is like, hey, our song is like super popular right now let's go on tour and just capitalize on this. Oh, did they, did they decide to do that? Yeah. 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 They're going to go on one guy. Really? Yeah. Cause yeah. did oh. you see the opening game, the opening season? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, the, where they, one of the blink One Eighty Two guys was there and he, I thought he was going to sing the song and then he like, he didn't even know he let the crowd sing it. <laughs> I thought that was a missed opportunity just as a tangent. I thought they should have the whole band there, like on some floating stage in the middle of the ice and they would sing like at least three songs i thought that would be great they could have at least done like all the small things it's like really we have single-handedly brought your band back from the dead like (laughs) (laughs) yeah come on the least you can do yeah everybody's like blink 182 who who are they you're like a a band from the early 2000s (laughs) so yeah they they announced that they're gonna go on tour a world tour (laughs) and it's like I have a feeling that Colorado was in no small part a reason for that. Oh, absolutely. If we hadn't won, this wouldn't be happening. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, the Colorado avalanche. Yeah. So, you know, they, they announced their tour dates. And of course, you know, everybody's like, Ooh, 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 I want to go see Blink-182 tickets are like $700 a piece. Oh, sure. For nosebleeds. And you're like, who affords that? Like, I'm sure when they were originally put on sale, they were probably like, I don't know. 100 200 but like oh, sure. seven yeah, yeah, yeah. a piece you're like dude come on like well, i'm not spending fifteen hundred dollars to go to a concert so in this case back to our our topic are you saying the masses have ruined this 
I think uh, or is it, again or another like handful of capitalism? no. I think a handful of bad actors have turned concerts and most experiences into like I'll buy the tickets for sticker and then turn around and resell them like like scalpers essentially, but yeah. way worse, right? Scalpers used to be like the people you'd buy like tickets for cheap on the street but now they're like reselling them online for so much more and people will pay it because they're they want to go you know but it's like that's just disgusting to me you know it's yeah that that whole cycle would not perpetuate if people weren't buying them Mm -hmm. right if people if people so that's where the masses are coming in the few are the scalpers the many are the people that accept that that's the price um, simply because their computer wasn't on a hardwire connection that was two feet away from the server that was hosting <laughs> Ticketmaster. And so they were able to get it at launch day. And to get it at launch day, right? I mean, with the concerts, I- I've played this game before. You can pay for services where you get pre-sale codes. Otherwise, mm. if you're doing it without the assistance of some service, you have to be the one that's signed up uh, for every artist's whatever you know yeah like fan page yeah yeah and 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 it might not even come through the newsletter you might have to be a facebook subscriber for that one concert and then and then and then and then and what what a nightmare i just want to see this band um and Mm -hmm. yeah it it's it's unfortunate it's unfortunate that people i mean it's capitalism right it's like people see (laughs) that opportunity they can't say no um i guess there's a lot of people that are that it doesn't work out for right so say they bought those four tickets, $200 each, $800 they've spent. Uh, and right. The day of the concert comes and some of these tickets don't go sold or, you know, mm-hmm. they go unsold. Um, and either these people end up going to the concert and they might not even live in the state. So they're maybe they don't even go, whatever the reason they had no intention of going in the first place. They just wanted to turn a profit. Yep. Um, but, but, but then they bought the ticket. They didn't pay more than the list price. They didn't go. And so, that's the most tragic part is like even there's there are seats that are there that are going unused and there are people that absolutely desperately wanted to go. Yep. Um, yep. That's that's tragic. Yeah. You know, and like Blink-182 came out and they're like, we're trying to control the, the prices of the tickets and we don't want it to be really expensive. And it's like, well, then do something about it. Stop authorizing like Ticketmaster or StubHub or whoever it is to sell your tickets. Figure out a way to do it yourself put in whatever security protocol you need to like, here's a real easy way to confirm that not bots or scalpers are buying handfuls of tickets. Make someone put in a driver's license number, right? Most concerts, you have to be 18 anyway. I would assume, you know, especially like a Blink-182 concert, be like, put in a driver's license number and then confirm it with your name. That's probably something really easy to check, you know, like, it's, it's not that hard of a system to fix. People just don't want to do it because they're like, you know, well, we're making money off of it. Ticketmaster has no incentive to fix it because they make handfuls oh, yeah. of money off the fee, right? That only no, skyrockets no. with the price of the ticket. Yeah, and every time they're transferred. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's but like ridiculous. Blink-182 Blink is not seeing the extra money that those tickets are selling no, for. No, exactly. Ticketmaster is. Yeah, but who, you're has like, the, who has the power? Yeah, so it's like stop hosting them there incentivize them to fix it but i don't i don't you know i've looked into this because i read this book about pearl jam who Mm. was 
Throwback. I, yeah. I uh whatever that guy's name was, Mr. Growl or some Dave Growl, Grohl, something like that. Dave this. Grohl? I think yeah, he was am I am I getting this wrong? I thought uh, he was part of I thought he was a well, whatever I the thought, I thought he was some other band. Um, I thought Dave Grohl was was he the like, Red Hot Chili Peppers? Oh, okay, you're right. I think I got that wrong. Um Yeah. Maybe it was Eddie Vedder. Anyway, Pearl Jam, I'm def- I definitely have the band right. So Pearl Jam <laughs> was like this huge, huge, probably, I think, according to statistics, the biggest band in the 90s mm-hmm. um, from sales of everything. And that actually, that fact by itself surprised me because I always, in my head, I imagined like Nirvana being bigger than Pearl oh, Jam. Oh, yes. But it's only it only seems that way because of the tragic death of Kurt Cobain. Um, and really they, they didn't even touch it. But the point is, uh, Pearl Jam had this battle with, I, it was something like Ticketmaster, a company of, of that Mm. size and prominence. Uh, and they were always pushing to be really accessible. They, they were never an elitist band, you know, that, that wanted to drive up the price of tickets. They were always trying to keep the prices low and they actually went to court for many years over this with Ticketmaster or whomever it was. And they mm-hmm. ended up losing uh, after spending tons and tons of money. But you don't you don't win. You don't win that battle. Um, and who really loses is, well, I mean, they lost significant money. But re- really, they were fighting for the fans. And the fans lost um, yeah. from, from that endeavor as well. You know, it's hard to blame capitalism. This is the point. This is the point. If... If the demand is there, right? Mm-hmm. Why not increase the price? Uh, yeah. But it's, yeah, uh, it's unfortunate. Just go back to making people have to show up at like you know the box office. Like you have to show up at ball arenas, Physically. like yeah. ticket window, and buy your tickets. And they're like, okay, limit of four, yeah. and we are going to write your name down in our little system. And if you come back, we'll tell you bye bye. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like that'll do it because then nobody out of state's traveling to buy tickets you know yeah but and then only the dedicated nobody's show up tickets <laughs> uh, hey whatever people would show up if they were like you are gonna pay a hundred dollars each for these tickets versus 700 in the past but you have to physically show up and get them people will show up like oh yeah especially for this team that's the gift and the curse of having a successful professional sports team in your town. The -hmm. tickets are very expensive and very hard to get. Um, But which way would you rather have it? I mean, the abs of five years ago, the tickets were really cheap, but I mean, did you really, (laughs) did you really want to get, you're like, Hmm, I'm going just to watch and see, hopefully they win, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, it's all actually, well, that's that's kind of like, yeah, you're expecting kind of like, them to lose, and then they yeah. win. That's a great thing. It's kind of like current day Broncos. Ooh. Too soon, but it's always too soon. Hey, that's okay. okay. We're hockey fans here. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> hockey and F one. Yes. 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 Speaking of which, the I'm loving these North American race dates. Don't have to wake up at six a.m. to watch. The thing that drives me nuts, yes, of course. But the thing that drives me nuts is that all the announcers are complaining about it. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, well, you have to wake up so terribly early." I'm like, "Oh, shut up!" Oh, you know, I am <laughs> sorry for twenty for two of the twenty four races. You guys have to wake up on our time. Give me a break. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and it's it's like that for most world sports, which mm. I guess I really only mean soccer. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And F1. I mean, that, it's well, the same thing. To watch soccer, you have to be committed. Yeah, Why? that or um, um, the Olympics, when the Olympics are overseas or um like you know occasionally our football teams go over to like england that's yeah. like eight hours ahead i think so. broncos are playing in london this this weekend actually oh see so be, there you go you know yeah that's, should i say that's, losing that's, in london that's, yeah. <laughs> not completing touchdowns on the one yard line <laughs> best red zone offense of all time baby. oh yeah 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 so right that's like you know they're used to that'll be like playing at like 1 a.m. for them you know so it's like yeah everybody's got to do it get over it's, it like, yeah <laughs> it's part of the job you literally signed up for this so like i don't want to hear it right you know if, no. if that is your job you've agreed to do whatever it needs to be done to do it like they i'm sure they told you hey you know in your job description we might play in another time zone and you're like yeah okay i'm cool how much you pay me millions cool yeah that's fine then you can't complain about it once that time comes around. Like, no, no. And yeah. the same thing goes for the announcers. They, mm-hmm. their contract is you're going to whatever, speak knowledgeably and prepare and do all the extracurricular activities that some of these guys are expected to like, uh, like David Crofty, right? Like he, he doesn't mm-hmm. just, he isn't just the lead voice. And, and I love him by the way, but he's not just the lead voice of F1 on race weekends. But he is the face in many ways of of F1 as an organization. So I think he is required to show his face at many public appearances uh, and and give speeches uh, and speak on all all matter of F1 sports, uh, which is I mean, right. But that's part of his job. I, like, mm-hmm. you know what you're signing up for when you get into it. Um, and I mean, I don't I don't think he's in particular one of the most aggressive uh, complainers when it comes to, <laughs> Oh, it's a terrible time. You know, I, I think, I think others may probably complain more on, on that broadcasting team, but uh, it's just, come on. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess, like, I guess they do it so that they're relatable. So mm, I guess I, I don't, I wonder what the stats are in terms of viewership are most of F1 viewers not in the United States. I don't know because drive to survive seems to have really, like spread the formula one love in the states because you know they just said the austin grand prix that happened last weekend had the most attendees of any race this year like we had the most here yeah it was like four hundred forty thousand or something yeah so we're you know we had the busiest formula one weekend of all of the races so far you know so obviously it's still big here we compared to most like European countries, the population of America is really significant, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, and you, they, they don't physically have the space over there to have that many people. Well, yeah, tracks, that's fair. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, yes, you're absolutely right. But that doesn't take away from the fact that there's still more tickets sold. There's still more profit mm-hmm. in it for F1 for, mm-hmm. for everybody. I mean, there's all the knock on effects. The more people you have on the race weekend, the more people are buying shirts and hats and, yep. and hot dogs uh, yep. and frozen waffles. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into that next week. Yes. They're delicious by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think, 
I think the moral of it is that a lot of really like cool things that most people love or enjoy are ruined by a handful of select people, but because so many people have access to it, they inherently ruin it. So I, I think that is maybe the moral of why the masses ruin everything is because they, they try to outdo each other, right? Everyone it's keeping up with the Joneses, you know, especially with social media, you see something. Oh, the FOMO. Exactly. Fear of missing out in case you've been under a rock the last (laughs) 10 years. Or Uh, stay off social media, which if you do, congratulations, you are a good human. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate you for saying that. My social media feed consists of cute animal videos. (laughs) All all animals are you uh, exclusive? Lots of snow leopards and rand pandas at the moment, but what? I, yeah, dude. Oh so, my goodness! What? Just the red panda cubs—they're so adorable. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. I thought you were. Uh, I thought you were a big feline guy. Snow leopards are cats. Oh, that. But you were just talking about red pandas, man. They're like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> they are. There's like no way that they're like a cat, other than they climb a tree. It walks on all four legs. It has a big fluffy tail, furry ears. <laughs> yeah, it's about diet. the size of a cat. Diet's, they, yeah, but, but one's a vegetarian. You know, one's an herbivore. All right, just because a red panda wouldn't eat you if you died, and your cat would. <laughs> totally dissimilar, bro. Disqualifyingly yeah. dissimilar. <laughs> DQ. I'm I'm throwing you the black flag. All right. Or, or the red I stand flag. by it. It's a cat. It's cat esque. Your cat esque. Just because like. Name a creature that doesn't have fur, bro. I mean, that's like every creature fish. birds. Okay, oh well, the a fish dolphin. You eat. Okay, well, a shark, <laughs> a manta ray, a jellyfish, hairless cats. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. All right. You got me. You win. I tap out. I tap a hedgehog. Out. <laughs> I think there's fur underneath those 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 spikes. Maybe. Maybe on their belly. I think you're right. All right, I do have a question. So, what? to wrap to wrap this up, we need to think of something that is improved by the masses. The first go-to I have is roads. Uh, I, mm. You could argue it both ways, but are you, I are think, you basically saying taxes? <laughs> oh no, not at all. I was imagining that most roads start as like a meadow, and then somebody started walking from A to B, uh, and it became a path, and then little dirt cars path. came around, and the path became a dirt path and then it was a dirt road um and then the dirt road i I wasn't even thinking about humans walking but i was thinking the dirt road eventually becomes asphalt or paved or concrete Mm. and that that really does improve for everybody of course you argue the other way well with so many more people there's more traffic and so and the road deteriorates more quickly and has potholes which damage your car but um I'd say there's a reasonable argument to be made that the masses do improve our transportation system to a point. Mm, I would agree. Mine is going to be around along similar lines, technology, right? But I think the the tricky part is you have to find the people that come up with the brilliant ideas because, you know, there may be someone in like rural China who's like a genius, but he's stuck there and he doesn't know how to get out. And he has like the next breakthrough, you well, know, there's no so, escape. Yeah. 
you just gotta you just gotta find the right people but i think the more people the higher likelihood of having very brilliant people who can you know build spaceships and satellites and take us to mars or you know land rockets like who, yeah, who are those people boat. yeah like <laughs> uh, i can't do that so you know i think i think the more people you have the better likelihood your technology and you know infrastructure and stuff like that grows absolutely and well said well it's been another episode of what the flock uh thanks for listening be sure you share like subscribe uh wherever you get your podcasts uh and as always give us a comment drop us a line we're happy to answer questions or if you have topics that you want us to discuss here on this brilliant show that you just can't get enough of (laughs) we're here for you oh yes please provide a topic if you want us to to rip it to pieces we will gladly (laughs) digest it on our show yeah uh, and and uh the digestion might not always go the same direction so (laughs) be aware never (laughs) well thank you again uh what the flock uh with your co-host jordan mcdonald and brendan plored signing (laughs) off (laughs) thanks guys peace out bye